Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Really pumped to do a book club episode with you. Something I want to do a lot more of, but it's hard because though I read a lot, multiple books every week, I don't love a lot of what I read. Like much of it is good, but it is the minority of books that I think are really great. And then even within the great books, I have a book club within my Primal Potential Masters Club. And we go through that book for an entire month and we talk about it and we have a webinar about it. So I'm not as likely to do podcast episodes on books that we're doing in the Masters Club. But every once in a while, I find a book that isn't going to be a Masters Club book and I really like it, find it very valuable So I get to talk about it here on the podcast with you guys. Today is one of those days. This is a really different book. It's different in its structure. It's very different in its tone. And it's just it's just different. The book is called Discipline Equals Freedom Field Manual by Jocko Willink. Two things I want to point out, one about Jocko, one about the title. So it says field manual because it is very much that. If you think about what a field manual would be, like a real actual field manual, you're going out in the field and you need to know what to do, it would be very topic specific. Like, if this happens, do this. Need to know about this? Do this. So this book does not read like a typical book with chapters. It's broken up based on ideas or scenarios. And I would say about half of the book is mindset, discipline equals freedom, tough love, kick in the pants. And then the last bit of the book is practical workout kind of stuff. And the workout stuff wasn't very valuable for me because I'm really loving what I'm doing with my CrossFit workouts and I'm not looking to make a change, but he certainly has some good ideas about fitness for all levels if you are looking for that kind of thing. That wasn't why I loved the book, but it is very tactical, very punch in the gut. And the reason it is that way is because of who Jocko Willink is. He is a retired Navy SEAL. He was the commander of the single most decorated special ops unit of the war in Iraq. So he was the commander of this unit that was the most decorated unit. So a bunch of really brave, really bold guys who risked their lives for our country. He was their commander. Just that alone 
makes me want to know what he has to say. Because to do that, not only to serve, and I admire any and all of our military men and women who serve, because that takes a special kind of person with a special kind of bravery. But to be the commander of the most decorated unit from the war in Iraq, it just takes a certain kind of mental toughness, a certain kind of fortitude, a certain kind of leadership. And I am eager to learn from that kind of person. So Jocko Willink is a tough guy. His book reads very tough. You can tell as you write it that he is a military man, that he is a take no excuses, accept no crap kind of leader, which is what I really love about it. So if you are not into that, then you might not like this book. But if that is what you feel like you need, a bit of a kick in the pants, then Discipline Equals Freedom Field Manual by Jocko Willink is a book for you. So what I want to do is go through some parts of the book that moved me the most. And if they move you, if they stir your soul, get the book. The cool thing about this book, and in most books, I feel like you read it and then you either donate it or it sits on your shelves or you give it to a friend. This is one of those books that I think I will return to over and over and over, much like I do the manif- uh, the Motivation Manifesto. I return to that one over and over as I need it. And I can see this being the same kind of book, especially because it's very easily digestible. I read it effortlessly in a day. The format of the book makes that very possible. Plus, it's just a cool-looking coffee table book. I think the notion that discipline is freedom is not just about health. It's not just about fitness. It's about everything. If you can get on board with the idea that discipline is not a punishment, discipline is not a sacrifice, but discipline sets you up for true mental and emotional and financial freedom, that is a game changer. It will serve you in every area of your life, financially, in your career, with your health and your fitness. The doors that open up When you choose to act like a disciplined person and then become that disciplined person, they're unlimited. Any door, if you act with discipline in any area, doors will open up for you and struggles will disappear. You can overcome just about any struggle if you embrace discipline, which of course leads to the question, how do you become disciplined? And we will talk about that today. But I believe that discipline is the key to transformation. It is the answer. It's not about supplements. It's not about hacks. It's not about what you know or who you read or what you listen to. It's about discipline. Parts of the book that moved me most, I would say right out of the gate, he starts talking about the way of discipline. And he says that discipline is the root of all good qualities. He says it's the driver of daily execution, the core principle. Discipline is the core principle that overcomes laziness and lethargy and excuses Discipline defeats the infinite excuses that say, not today, not now, I will do it tomorrow. The way to progress is the way of discipline. And I love that because how many of us battle 
that sense of, I don't want to, I'm tired, I'm not motivated, maybe tomorrow. Discipline is the answer, and that's great in theory, but how? So as I started reading it, I was making notes to myself in my journal like, okay, if the way is discipline, the answer is discipline, how do I become disciplined? Personally, I think it is far more simple than any of us make it. Start now and start small. You've heard me say that a lot on recent episodes, and if you haven't been listening to the recent episodes, especially those mindset ones, you will hear it over and over and over because it's true. Start now and start small. It can be as small as get up when your alarm goes off. Begin the day with body weight squats no matter where you are or what's going on. Follow your budget every single day or always wash the dishes. Pick something that you don't necessarily want to do, that you often avoid or procrastinate with, something small that is related to a struggle you have in your life. Just one thing and then do it every single day. It could be making your bed. And he addresses this, this too, this how do I become disciplined? And if you guys think I'm tough, nothing compared to Jocko. I am like a pussycat compared to Jocko Willink. He gets asked this all the time. Jocko, how do I become more disciplined? How do I overcome laziness? How can I be more like you? And he says, where do you start? You start right here. When do you start? You start right now. You initiate action. You go. He talks a lot about acknowledging and owning the fact that we have control over our own minds, but we have to assert it. And I love this because most people who are struggling, whether they're struggling with finances or they're struggling with weight loss or fitness or relationships, career, motivation in general, if people are struggling, more often than not, they act like they have no control. And the only reason they feel like they have no control is because they haven't yet taken the reins and asserted that control and then practiced it consistently enough to change their own pattern of behavior and or their own pattern of thought. And since they haven't done that work, they tell themselves they can't control it. But you can. You just have to control it, right? You have to put in the consistent practice to change the pattern of thought or behavior. Don't let yourself off the hook with I'm out of control just because you haven't taken control and you haven't put in the work. One of my favorite quotes from the book, and I've shared it here before on the podcast, but it is undoubtedly worth sharing again. You have to decide that you are going to be in control and that you are going to do what you want to do. Pause for a second there because... I think it's important to say this idea, you have to decide that you're going to be in control and that you're going to do what you want to do. It's always true anyway. Whether you acknowledge it or not, whether it's positive or choices or negative choices, whether they're aligned with where you want to go or they're not, whether they're aligned with the kind of outcome you want or they're not, you are in control of your good choices and your not so good choices, right? You are in control doing what you want to do, whether it is aligned with what you ultimately want or not. So that is always there. It's just about if you are using it for your highest potential or not. So anyway, the quote that I love, it goes on. It says, weakness doesn't get a vote. Laziness doesn't get a vote. 
Frustration doesn't get a vote. Negativity does not get a vote. Your temper does not get a vote. So next time you are feeling weak or lazy, tell those feelings they don't get a vote. And when I first saw this, I was talking to some of my, I think, Master's Club clients about it and some of my Ascend clients about it. Even if you just ask yourself in a moment of decision, what is making the decision here? As you debate, should I have the cookie? Should I not have the cookie? Should I go to the gym? Should I not go to the gym? Should I stick to my budget or should I buy these new shoes? Whatever it is, as you debate that decision, ask yourself, what is driving this choice? Is it fear of missing out? Is it laziness? Is this quality that is driving this choice the quality that is going to take me where I want to go or keep me from getting where I want to go? What would this choice look like if my best self, my most motivated, goal-oriented self was driving this decision? What would the decision be? That is a very clear black and white way to look at your choices. Weakness doesn't get a vote. Laziness doesn't get a vote. Frustration doesn't get a vote. Neither does negativity or your temper. Tell those feelings they don't get a vote. Impose what you want on your brain. He talks about this a lot. Whether what you want is discipline or positivity, impose it on your brain. Where we struggle is that we typically impose what we don't want on our brain. Fear, frustration, worry, self-doubt, lack of confidence. And we impose that on our brain in a couple of ways. Number one, with our thoughts. I'm out of control. I'm stuck. That is imposing what you don't want on your brain. We also impose those things on our brain with our choices. When our choices by driv- are driven by fear of missing out or laziness or temptation, that is what we are imposing on our brain. Impose what you want on your brain. And while I personally love the tough talk in the book, my very logical, linear side of my brain, the podcaster side of my brain says, okay, impose what you want on your brain, but how? And I think that is a question that we should all ask ourselves every single day. First, what is it that you want, right? If the assignment is impose what you want on your brain, begin with, what do I want? Let's say it's confidence. What can I do today? What choices can I make today to feel or be or act more confident? If you don't have that intentionality, if you're not bringing your energy and your focus to that question, you're probably not going to just naturally drift to imposing what you want on your brain, and you're probably going to naturally stay in the pattern of imposing what you don't want on your brain. So begin with asking yourself every freaking day, what do I want? Then what can I do today to choose that? How can I act today in a way that reflects that? If it's disciplined, how can I act disciplined today? How can I exercise discipline today? How can I practice being disciplined today? What does that look like? And then do those things. If what you want to impose on your brain is positivity, then bring your attention every single day, multiple times a day to the question, 
How can I be more positive today? What do I need to change in my behaviors, in my thoughts to be more positive today? Ask and answer those questions every single day, ideally multiple times every single day. Another one of the parts in the book that really resonated with me for what I'm trying to do with living my best life and creating new patterns of success is a section that he writes called Until the End. So like I said, the book is broken up into different topics or sections or ideas. And he writes a section called Until the End. And he talks about how in combat, most people relax when the mission, this little subset of activities, has ended. That's when you're most vulnerable. That's when you're most subject to ambush because you sort of take your foot off the gas. You've stopped being on alert. You've slacked off and stopped paying attention. So in training, he talks about how in their training exercises, they would always attack the faux enemy for the training exercise, the make pretend enemy. They would attack hard on the primary mission but they would attack hardest after the mission was over, when they were headed home. That is when they would hit the hardest. And they did this in training to instill the mentality that you cannot slack off. It is never finished. You always have to be relentless. You are always beginning, always on alert, and always ready. Nothing is ever finished. And the reason this resonates with me so much is because One way many people I see, and myself included, many people I see struggle or set themselves back is because they have this mission in mind, vacation, or losing five pounds, or achieving this target for a particular week. And then the mission, whatever it is that they've defined, is over, and they totally disconnect. And three weeks later, they sort of wake up and go, what the heck happened? And they feel like they've undone all the progress that they worked so hard for. Or maybe you pay off a credit card and then you celebrate by buying something and put it on that credit card because you feel like you deserve it. And you stay in this cycle of pursuing and then retreating and then having to pursue that same path over and over again because you've put yourself in a crappy situation. You see a little bit of progress and then you slack and then you find yourself struggling again fast. So this idea of attacking hardest when the mission is over, I love that. I love the idea that says do not relent and always be starting. It is never over. And this is not an argument for being a perfectionist. It's actually about being a beginner in every moment, beginning fresh in every moment and always paying attention to what you are doing and what you're capable of doing and what you're willing to do to advance. He makes a great point about fighting for what you want. And I think it spoke so much to me because so many of us worry. We worry about our health. We worry about our relationships. We worry about our futures and our finances and our job. And what if I put the weight back on? Or what if I never get there? Or whatever it is. What if I have loose skin? Whatever thing it is that we're worried about. And he says, if you fight with all you have, more often than not, you won't go down at all. You will win. Which made me think, and what I wrote in my journal was, so what if you replaced all of your worry with your best fight? 
What if everything you worry about you decided to fight like hell for in your actions? You work your face off. You surrender all your excuses and you do everything you can. Chances are, if you took that approach, you would have nothing to worry about. And how powerful is that? I am personally going to use that as a tool, talking about takeaways from the book and what I'm going to do with it. I'm going to use that in my own journaling. If I'm stressed about something or worried about it, I'm going to ask myself, what does it look like? What would I need to do to fight like hell for this thing? to give it everything I have, absolutely everything. And I'm pretty darn confident that if I do that, I will win and there will in fact be nothing to worry about because the worry usually comes when we're not doing everything we can, when we're wasting time or making excuses, not working hard. And I think that is so powerful, so powerful. He addresses being overwhelmed, which... We have all felt and we all feel because life is hard and our goals seem huge and the work that seems to be needs to be done seems daunting. He says, so you're overwhelmed. That doesn't mean you give up fighting. In fact, it means the opposite. It's time for you to fight harder, to dig in, to assess what the problems are and decide which ones you're going to attack and then start attack. He talks about what to do when others don't get you or don't support you or try to hold you back. He says, ignore and outperform. While you're over there talking about me, while you're over there judging me, while you're over there questioning what I'm doing, I'm working. So powerful. But my biggest takeaway was probably that idea of going all in when you worry. And if you do that, you will probably have nothing to worry about at all. I am so excited to use that as a tool in my own life with my business, with my finances, whatever I'm worried about. What does it look like to go all in, max effort, leave nothing undone? The highest level of consistency I am personally capable of, I'll win and there will be nothing to worry about. The worry comes when I'm not doing all I can, when I'm not taking advantage of all of the resources at my disposal, when I'm not giving it 100% of my best effort. When I go all in, I win. And I think that is so powerful. So the book is called Discipline Equals Freedom Field Manual by Jocko Willink. I highly, highly recommend it if You respond well to that tough love, kick in the pants kind of thing because that is what it is. He definitely talks about nutrition in a very hard line kind of way. Sugar is poison. Don't touch it. You don't need it. It's doing nothing for you. It has nothing to give you. It can only take from you, which I love, but not everybody's on board with that. And he talks a lot about workouts as well, which wasn't as valuable for me personally because I love what I'm doing with CrossFit, but might be a good thing for folks that are getting started. And he does talk about beginners, intermediate, more advanced, although his approach is go all in and put your effort forth. So it's not like beginner is going to be Zumba and Jazzercise. That's certainly not his style. But I loved the book. If anybody out there knows Jocko and somehow he hears that I did this podcast, Jocko Willink, thank you for your service to our country. Thank you for your example of discipline and bravery. And thank you for this book because it moved me, and I am confident that it will move many others. Hope you guys have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. 
Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.